Welcome to the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. With Joey Harris. A podcast for the wrestling fan on the go. So take your favorite beverage of choice and join Joey as he takes a look at some of the biggest shows on the WWE Network. From makeshift studios deep in the heart of stately Maine Manor, this is the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. I am your host, Joey Harris. You can follow the show's Twitter at Cup of Joe Pod, and you can email the show at Cup of Joe Wrestling Show at gmail.com. And folks, back after a couple of weeks of pre recorded shows, and one thing never changes, and that is the craziness of life never ever stops for anything at all. And I realized that as I did one of the most mundane tasks that you think you can do, but it was a big deal to me. I got a new laptop, and it's primarily to record this show and to do other things with this show, and I have been drifting towards Apple products. I've got an iPhone, I've got an iPad, but I always preferred the Windows laptops, but found a great deal on a MacBook Pro from Amazon and so I got that with two years of Apple Care and all that and just trying to set up this laptop has been a procedure and just an experience in itself it has been something else regardless of that today we look at the Royal Rumble from 1991 from the WWF Royal Rumble 91 was broadcast on pay-per-view on January the 19th 1991 from the Miami Arena in Miami, Florida. There were 16,000 in attendance, and this is a unique for the time Saturday pay-per-view. We have our opening on a U.S. flag as the national anthem is played. They show shots of the crowd standing. The Gulf War just started three days before this on what was ironically my 13th birthday. I had a sleepover the night before, as I talked about when we did, when we covered Survivor Series 1990, but there was no cable in my hometown, so I couldn't have gotten this pay-per-view even if I had wanted to. We go to our classic Royal Rumble opening with Vince McMahon announcing the participants. Gorilla Monsoon and Roddy Piper welcome us, and Roddy is pumped up and patriotic as he has his yellow ribbon around his arm. The Rockers, Shawn Michaels, and Marty Jannetty versus the Orient Express, Kato and Tanaka with Mr. Fuji. The Rockers get a huge reaction coming out. Orient Express attack early. Rockers attack with stereo topes to the Orient Express on the outside. A USA chant goes out. Jannetty with a side headlock on Kato. Nice series of moves to start and a nice quick pace match. The Rockers doing some quick tags. Tanaka hits a flying forearm on Michaels. Michaels does a long choreographed sequence with the Orient Express. Michaels gets a sleeper on Tanaka and Kato comes in and nails Michaels. Tanaka takes over. Michaels comes back and hits a moonsault on Kato. The Rockers hit a double drop kick and then hit a double crossbody to the outside. Jannetty with a side headlock on Kato. Michaels tagged in and gets a two count. 
Kato hits an assisted stun gun on Michaels. Fuji hits Michaels with his cane. A USA chant goes out again. Kato gets a two count. Tanaka with a nerve hold on Michaels. The Orient expressing control and punishing Michaels, who is bumping all over for them. Michaels knocks down Tanaka, but the Orient Express get a sash to clothesline Michaels, who falls into it and the Orient Express hit each other's heads. Janetti tagged in and cleans house. He rolls out of a Kato backslide. Then Kato kicks out of a Janetti backslide. Tanaka hits Michaels as he was trying for a rocket launcher. Slingshot knife edge on Janetti. Michaels stops the second one as Janetti gets a sunset flip on Kato to win. The crowd loves it. Sean Mooney interviews Randy Savage. He says he's the greatest champion ever and the number one contender, so he doesn't care who wins. He has a commitment from Sergeant Slaughter for a title shot, and he says that Queen Sherry is going to get the same commitment from the Ultimate Warrior. They show Mean Gene Okerlund and Queen Sherry coming out to the platform. She challenges the Ultimate Warrior to come out and promise Randy Savage a title shot if he wins tonight. She says she doesn't think he is honorable and baits him to come out. He finally does to a good pop. He is in full outfit and face painted with the leather USA jacket on. It looks pretty cool, honestly. Queen Sherry comes on to him. It gets a little risque for 1991 WWF. She gets down on her knees at one point and the guys around the podium in the crowd just lose it. He spits on the ground and tells her no before beating his chest and leaving. Savage tears his locker room apart and races out, but Warrior is already gone. The Barbarian with Bobby Heenan versus the Big Boss Man. Boss Man rushes out to a big ovation and clears the ring. The Barbarian and Heenan are hesitant to let Barbarian get in. A weasel chant goes out. Barbarian in control at first. Boss Man comes back with a back elbow that knocks Barbarian outside. Bossman follows and runs Barbarian into the corner post. Barbarian comes back, but gets caught coming off the top rope. Back and forth. Bossman gets his leg caught in the rope. Barbarian then slams Bossman into the corner post. Heaney gets a shot in while Bossman is down. Barbarian gets a bear hug on. Bossman hits his shoulders to get out. Barbarian gets a two count, then goes back to the bear hug. Bossman won't give up. Bossman bites him to get out. Barbarian grabs a leg, but Bossman gets an enziguri to get out. Bossman gets a two count. Barbarian then gets a two count. A stun gun-like maneuver gets a two count for Bossman. Barbarian hits a top rope clothesline, but Bossman gets a foot on the ropes. Bossman reverses an Irish whip into a Bossman slam, but gets only a two count. Barbarian hits a pile driver, then goes up for a high cross body, but Bossman rolls through to get the pin. Sean Mooney interviews Sergeant Slaughter and General Adnan. General Adnan speaks in Iraqi. Slaughter says he will be the new leader for kids after he beats the ultimate puke. Mean Gene interviews the ultimate warrior. He says his warriors would never follow Sergeant Slaughter and he will walk away the champion. Grill Monsoon says the views of Sergeant Slaughter don't represent anyone but Sergeant Slaughter. WWF Heavyweight Championship match. The Ultimate Warrior versus Sergeant Slaughter with General Adnan. Warrior comes out a house of fire against Slaughter. 
Slaughter and Adnan try to clothesline Warrior with the flagpole, but he clotheslines both of them and breaks the pole. Adnan then leaves and Slaughter is being battered by the Warrior. Slaughter is really selling hard for the Warrior. It takes a couple of times, but Slaughter does his patented corner charge and bump. Queen Sherry comes to ringside. She grabs Warrior's legs and he follows her back down the aisle and gets blindsided by Randy Savage. Warrior struggles to get back to the ring. Slaughter stops the count because he wants to win the title. A huge USA chant goes out. Slaughter attacks Warrior to a chorus of boos. Slaughter attacks and spits on Warrior after a backbreaker. Double clothesline. Slaughter back up first, but falls down again. Slaughter stalks Warrior as they get back up and puts a bear hug on Warrior. Warrior won't give up. Warrior fights it. He breaks out. Slaughter back on the offensive with a backbreaker. Slaughter then gets the camel clutch on, but Warrior's feet are already out of the ring under the ropes, so he has to break it. Warrior mounting a comeback. He hits a clothesline and a shoulder tackle. Queen Sherry comes down and the Warrior goes after her. He presses her and throws her on Randy Savage, who has come down. Slaughter distracts the referee and Savage hits Warrior with the scepter. Slaughter gets the pin and the title. The crowd, Gorilla Monsoon, and Roddy Piper are stunned. A bullshit chant goes out. Warrior takes off looking for Savage. The crowd boos when Slaughter is announced as the new champion and Piper loses his mind, which is funny because Piper and Slaughter are close friends in real life. And this reminds me, it's a few months after this, because I just thought it was funny at the time. I'm really big into comedy at this time. And there was a comedy show that came on, I believe, Saturday nights. I don't remember the name of it. And it would show comedians from all around the country at different venues and stuff. And so I really, really liked to watch it. And I remember one time, the comedian is up there and they have a host come out and he's talking and doing a couple of jokes and things. And he highlights Piper and Slaughter. They're in the crowd sitting together. And you have never seen two people look more uncomfortable than when they are highlighted on this show because they were sitting in the back. And I guess they thought nobody would notice who they were, but this guy was a big wrestling fan and he certainly picked them out, and I'll never forget that, having just gotten really big into wrestling at the time. We then get a WrestleMania 7 promo showing the LA Coliseum because the venue hasn't been changed yet. Coco Beware with Frankie versus the Mountie with Jimmy Hart. The announcers can't let go of the last match, but Piper gets censored as they cut the sound of him saying WWF as this was the weird time where they hadn't made their deal with the World Wildlife Fund yet to say WWF in their old shows. Coco in control to begin. Hart distracts the referee so the Mountie can use the shock stick on Coco. Mountie in control. Back elbow by Mountie. Coco gets a sunset flip for a two count. Mountie then throws Coco out. Coco reverses a pile driver. Coco hits a reverse neck breaker. He hits the top rope drop kick. He gets a two count, but Mountie hits a sidewalk slam to win. Sean Mooney interviews Randy Savage and Queen Sherry. Savage says no one says no to the Macho King and let the Warriors cry. 
He and Queen Sherry hear the Ultimate Warrior coming, and they bail. Gorilla Monsoon and Roddy Piper talk about what happened in the title match. Mean Gene interviews Sergeant Slaughter and General Adnan. Slaughter says that he did what he said he was going to do. He says he has no boundaries and deserves respect. Roddy Piper says Slaughter can stick it in his ear. Hot Rod is fired up here. Fans send out messages to the soldiers serving overseas. They talk about Hulk Hogan going on a tour of U.S. bases. Some of the participants in the Royal Rumble match speak out about competing in the Rumble. Gorilla and Roddy talk about the next match coming up, and Hot Rod says that he and Virgil had lunch together, and they talked about values and folks. The foreshadowing is strong here. Sean Mooney talks to Ted DiBiase and Virgil. DiBiase talks about money and how he has bought a bodyguard and a tag team partner all in one, and that money can buy anything. Dusty and Dustin Rhodes versus Ted DiBiase and Virgil. This is Dusty's last hurrah in the WWF before taking the booking job in WCW. There's no polka dots at all. This is going to be about the angle that will take place after the match and not the match itself. All four brawl to start. The Rhodes family clears the ring. DiBiase orders Virgil to take Dustin out. Dustin does a nice clothesline and dropkick on Virgil. DiBiase again orders him in. Dustin keeps showing Virgil up. DiBiase finally tags in. DiBiase working over Dustin and Dusty wants in so badly. Dustin strings some nice moves and DiBiase is selling for both of the Rhodes men as Dusty is finally tagged in. Rose gets the sleeper on, but Virgil breaks it up. Virgil and Dustin tagged in and Dustin blows his knee out when Virgil ducks the charge. Virgil gets him up, but clotheslines him. They get him in the corner. DiBiase tags in and he and Virgil continue to punish the knee. Dustin ducks and Virgil hits DiBiase accidentally. DiBiase slaps him and throws him out. Dusty in and he brutalizes DiBiase but misses a charge in the corner and DiBiase pins him. So long Dusty and Dustin. The Rhodes team quickly leave selling Dustin's injury. DiBiase gets on the mic and berates Dusty, Dustin, and Virgil. He orders Virgil to go get the million-dollar belt and strap it around his waist. Virgil stares at him, but goes for the belt. He comes in and looks at the belt and throws it down. DiBiase tells him to pick it up and berates him. Virgil bends down and nails DiBiase with the belt. The crowd and Roddy explode with excitement. Everyone loves this. They give Virgil a standing ovation. Mean Gene interviews Hulk Hogan. He says it's time for everyone to unite. He dedicates his performance to those serving. As he says he's going to win the Rumble, Mean Gene gets a report in his earpiece that says Sergeant Slaughter has defaced an American flag that sets Hogan off so much that he flubs his lines. Howard Finkel announces the Royal Rumble. Number one is Bret Hart. Number two is Dino Bravo. Hart goes right to Bravo. He almost gets Bravo out. It's a slugfest as number three comes out. Number three is Greg Valentine. Valentine goes after Bravo and they chop each other. Valentine then berates former manager Jimmy Hart and Bravo jumps him. Valentine then dumps Bravo. Bret Hart then goes after Valentine, trying to eliminate him. Number four is Paul Roma and he jumps Bret Hart. Double team on Bret. 
Then Roma jumps Valentine. All three trade blows till Brett retreats to the background for a while. Number five is the Texas Tornado. He goes after Roma and Valentine. Bret Hart then squares off with Roma and Tornado with Valentine. Number six is Rick Martel. Everyone is brawling and it is forearms galore. Martel avoids being eliminated. Number seven is Saba Simba. Martel again almost eliminated. He keeps holding on. Number eight is Bushwhacker Butch. Saba Simba grabs Martel and they both go over, but Martel holds on and slides back in. Number nine is Jake Roberts. He goes right after Martel. Martel goes under the bottom rope and out to the floor and Roberts follows. The referees at ringside make them get back in. Martel goes to the outside ropes and Roberts attacks him, trying to knock him off the apron, but Martel gets back in. Number 10 is Hercules. He and Roma go after Butch. Bret Hart and Rick Martel are teetering in the corner, but neither gets eliminated. Roberts tied up in the ropes. Number 11 is Tito Santana. Roma tries a charge on Roberts, who ducks, and Roma is eliminated. Santana goes after Martel, of course, in the continuation of their never-ending feud. Number 12 is The Undertaker. He eliminates Bret Hart, Tornado, and Jake Roberts, taking shots at Undertaker. Number 13 is Jimmy Snuka. Undertaker eliminates Butch. Number 14 is the British Bulldog. All of the faces are taking shots at Rick Martell. Number 15 is Smash. He goes after the British Bulldog. Martell is on the apron after avoiding being eliminated and pulls the rope down and Jake Roberts is eliminated. Number 16 is Hawk. He hits everyone as he comes in and gets ganged up on. Number 17 is Shane Douglas. Tornado and Jimmy Snooker get eliminated. Number 18, no one comes out. They wonder who it could have been. The announcers say that they will figure it out. Number 19 is Animal. The LOD team up and eliminate The Undertaker, and then Rick Martell and Hercules eliminate Hawk. Gorilla Monsoon then says his It Takes Greg Valentine 15 Minutes to Get Warmed Up line, so if you're drinking at home, you can take a shot. Number 20 is Crush. Everyone is now just beating on each other. Number 21 is Jim Duggan, who comes out to a big ovation. People start to pair off. Number 22 is Earthquake. Animal goes after him and gets eliminated. Martell again avoids elimination. Number 23 is Mr. Perfect. Perfect eliminates Duggan. Number 24 is Hulk Hogan. The crowd goes wild when Hogan comes out. He throws out Smash. He goes after Earthquake. Earthquake tries to eliminate Hogan. Number 25 is Haku. Valentine is finally eliminated. Number 26 is Jim Neidhart. Earthquake eliminates Tito Santana. Number 27 is Bushwhacker Luke. Earthquake immediately eliminates him and he does his Bushwhacker walk back up the aisle. Number 28 is Brian Nobbs. A group immediately attacks him. He eliminates Hercules. Number 29 is the Warlord. He immediately goes after the British Bulldog because it's 1991 WWF pay-per-view and there is a rule. Hogan eliminates Crush. Hogan then eliminates the Warlord. Number 30 is Tugboat. That means Randy Savage was number 18. They say maybe the Ultimate Warrior ran him out of the building. Douglas gets eliminated. Hogan eliminates Tugboat. Mr. Perfect eliminated. Martell eliminates Neidhart. The British Bulldog eliminates Haku. 
He then eliminates Rick Martel to a big pop. The British Bulldog is then eliminated by Earthquake and Knobs. A Hogan chant goes out. Earthquake hits a splash on Hogan. Hogan hulks up and clotheslines them, and then a big boot eliminates Brian Knobs. He knocks down Jimmy Hart from the apron. Earthquake falls on Hogan and then lands the elbow. He slams Hogan, who then hulks up again. Big boot. He slams Earthquake and clotheslines him out to win. Hogan must pose. He holds up a piece in the Middle East and a Saddam and Slaughter will surrender poster. They then sign off from Miami. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the Joey Harris. If you like the show, please leave a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. I would really appreciate it. Thank you for joining me this week. This is Joey saying so long from Stately, Maine Manor. The Cup of Joe Wrestling Show is a production of Baby Kangaroo Media.